This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 584. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 584. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. As always, I am delighted to be here with you. I'm always happy to be in your ear, but I'm mostly happy to be in your ear as we navigate hard times because I always want you to feel like you're less alone. And sometimes those hard times are when we're going through something that the rest of the world is not going through. So maybe there's turmoil in your family. Maybe you are in the process of a major transition within your family or your work situation, and that just can feel hard and isolating. Or maybe you're recognizing like, oh, the whole world is in turmoil, which is true. And you can come here and have a place to just sit and listen, take things in and hopefully walk away with some lessons that give you some tools and also just some peace of mind to know that you're not alone and to also know that you do have the capacity to shift things in your head in order to take action in your life in order to feel better about the course of your day, the course of your week, and just the direction that things are going to go, even when you feel like you don't have any control. So here we are in the middle of lots of hard things. And I'm going to tell you a little story. And I was going to tell this story. I started thinking about telling the story a couple weeks ago. And then I was like, I don't know, it'll be boring to people. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, I think it'll actually be really relatable. 
And then I wrote about it in email and a bunch of you replied to me and you were like, oh yeah, this is exactly my life right now. And so I was like, okay, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the story. So here we go. About, oh gosh, three weeks ago, I had to go to the bank. Just had to go to the bank, you know, as one does. I have not been to a bank though since the pandemic started. So there were some lessons that I had to learn with going to the bank for the first time in person in 18, 19 months. And I will tell you, by the end of all this, I completely lost my shit over going to the bank. We're just going to go right to the ending. So <laughs> there you go. So let me back up and tell you what happened. So I had to go to the bank twice over the course of a week or so to make wire transfers for this investment that we're making. We're actually investing in a piece of property. And so I had to go make these two wire transfers. And the first time I had gone to the bank a few days prior was a mess. So I was kind of bracing myself and trying to be like really on top of things. So the first time I had to go make a wire transfer a few days prior, I went to the branch nearest my house that I've gone to for years where I've done all my business banking. And it's actually a bank that I've had an account at since 1980 freaking two. I feel like I know this bank intimately. So I get to the bank and I see a sign on the door that it is closed due to a staffing shortage. So I'm like, okay, I get on my phone. I'm like, where's the other closest branch? I think there might be a few options. I see the one closest to me. It's across town. I have to drive across town. It's rush hour, like not fun. It's also a part of town I had just been at earlier in the day. And I was like, oh my God, I have to drive back there. (laughs) It was so annoying. So I get there and the bank closes at five and I arrive at 410. So I walk in and I stand in line. And this is like, you know, when you go to the bank and you're like, what do I do if I don't need to just like make a deposit or get cash? Because there's like the teller line, but then there's like all the other things that you have to do at a bank. And I never know where to go. So I just stood in the teller line. But I'm like, I don't know, I'm probably supposed to be in a different line somewhere. But anyways, I finally get up to the teller. And she's like, oh, well, this isn't the line for that. And also, we stopped doing wire transfers at 4pm. And I was like, excuse me, what I said, but I was at the other branch before 4pm and learned that it was closed due to a staffing shortage. So I had to come here. And then I waited in traffic and I waited in this line. And now it's 410. And I was like, are you kidding me? I can't do this until tomorrow. I have to come back tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, sorry, like our cutoff is 4pm, blah, blah, blah. Well, this other woman overhears me, another teller, and she comes over and she's like, hey, if you want to wait around, I can help you. But you might have to wait for like 30, 45 minutes until right before closing. So I'm like, okay, I was like, okay, fine, I'll wait. So I wait and wait and wait. They end up helping me out. They were so incredibly nice. And we get everything done. They actually stayed after five o'clock. So after the time that they closed to make sure that we got everything taken care of. So great. I was very grateful. So when I had to go to the bank the second time, I was going with this knowledge of like how things work. I knew that I had the bank closest to me was closed. I knew that I had to get there before 4 p.m. Like I was ready. I was being like my best star pupil self. So I show up to go make my second wire transfer at 10 (laughs) a.m. Well in advance of the 4 p.m. cutoff, like completely patting myself on the back as I roll in. And I go to a different branch than I went to where I had the successful wire transfer. And because I was out running other errands. So I'm like, I'll just pop into this branch really quick. And I walk in and it is chaos inside. There's like multiple lines of people that are like pseudo lines. It's mostly just like crowds of people standing around. But I'm like, I can tell that like 
there's a place for people who need help with the teller. And then there's just like another crowd of people not really in a line, just in a crowd. I have no idea what they're doing. And so and no one's managing every anything like there's no people who work for the bank who are like, hey, if you want this, go over here. If you want that, go over there. Because remember, there's a staffing shortage to the point that they're closing down branches. So of course, like it's kind of just a free for all. So I stand in the teller line again, knowing that this is the wrong place because I've already been told before, but I didn't know what else to do. So I wait in the teller line. I get up there and she's like, oh, we can't help you in this line. You need to get in the other line. So I go to the other line in air quotes because it was just a crowd and I'm like just standing there. And finally, someone asked if they could help me. And I said, oh, I'm here to make a wire transfer. And she said, oh, yeah, you can't do that without an appointment. I was like, what? So I said, okay, can I make an appointment? Oh, no, you can't. No, we don't have any appointments today. And I was like, oh, my God, don't cry. She's like, try some of the other branches around here. They might have appointments. So this is where the unraveling began. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I'm like trying not to cry. I explained to the teller that this is the second time in a week I've had to make a transfer and that both times have been a total mess. And she's like, yeah, you're just gonna have to call around and see where you can get an appointment. So I call some other branches within like a 30 minute drive of me and they're all totally booked for the day. So I walk out to my car with my eyes stinging with a salty mix of frustration, rage and exhaustion. (laughs) And I get in my car and I close the door and I start screaming, just screaming. I was so annoyed and angry and frustrated. And it was like this overwhelming emotion over something that, I mean, seems kind of silly, right? But all I could think was, why does this have to be so hard? Why is this taking so much time and energy? Why can't I just have access to my own damn money? Like, it really should not be that big of a deal. And I'm feeling like all of this entitlement around, I should be able to just go in and do this. I've been at this bank since 1982 they should be rolling out the red carpet. Like I'm doing them a favor. (laughs) And so I just was like spinning out in my head and definitely in no condition to drive. I had to wait a minute and I made myself sit there for a few minutes to think through why was this experience so overwhelming? Because I could see that, yes, it was really frustrating, but it seemed like my like overwhelming rage was maybe a little misplaced. And so I sat there reminding myself that the bank was so understaffed that they were closing some of their branches and the other branches were picking up the slack and their employees were so overwhelmed with the needs of so many impatient customers like me. And my gosh, those poor bank employees, right? Like they're the people who are really probably suffering the most in all this, not so much me. And I'm trying to remind myself this I'm trying to process this and trying to like pull myself together. And I started really putting a few things together. And what I really started to think through was that so many things just keep getting harder as a result of the pandemic. And there's this trickle down effect of like, there was things that were hard in the beginning and they were like newly hard. And we, not that we knew to expect them, but there was kind of like, we knew that we went to the grocery store, there would not be toilet paper. We knew these, there was like things that we knew to expect that we were hearing media coverage about. And what we're seeing now is like that we don't know when we're going to at any given moment on any given day, be kind of slapped in the face with like, oh, actually, you can't have access to that. Or actually, that thing isn't working right now. Or there's like something else is because of a trickle down effect of the pandemic, something else is no longer as functional as it once was. And so the demands on us to kind of maintain our lives and do the things that we've always done and keep up with everything, keep becoming more and more energy consuming, whether it's constant worry or constant decision making or constant workarounds. We are constantly having to figure out workarounds to create ways to make things happen in new ways. And we are out of patience. We are out of patience. Our patience is stretched so thin that of course we are having screaming meltdowns in our car and we're trying to keep it all together. But the constant adapting to more difficult situations has pushed us into an epidemic of pandemic impatience, an epidemic of pandemic impatience. That's the title of this episode. That's where we're at. We are in an epidemic of pandemic impatience. We have had to be so patient for so long that we have these little tiny triggers that just completely send us over the edge. We are all walking around one disappointment away from completely losing our shit every single day, right? 
So for me, it was the bank situation. Maybe for you, it's the grocery store being out of your favorite snack. I mean, I did cry recently when Trader Joe's was out of dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Maybe it's a passive aggressive comment made by a boss or a family member. Maybe it's your child or your partner pushing your buttons one too many time on any given Tuesday. These are the things that used to roll off of us and they're now majorly triggering events because we are so, so tired. So I want you to consider something. I was running, so you all know we did our Hope, Happiness and Mental Health Challenge last week, which was just completely magical. And on the very first day of that challenge, I was doing our Facebook Live. And on that day, we were talking about fear doesn't get to drive. And I started talking about the challenge and how things were going to roll out. And I was said, you know, we're going to be talking about fear today. And I said, I just want to let you all know that as you're feeling things for this time that we're in, you should be feeling like you're tired and overwhelmed and exhausted. And I said, let's be real. Like we must be like some 500 days into this pandemic. And I paused and I was like, hold on someone do the math. I was like, we had a bunch of people on. I said, can someone crunch the numbers? How long have we actually been in this pandemic? And one lovely mama, I believe her name was Christina, said in the comments of the Facebook Live, she said, if you count from March 15th, we are 554 days into a pandemic. 554 days. So the rest of the pandemic, I really started thinking, or the rest of the challenge, I really started thinking about that number and the weight of that number. And if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I put up a post the next day on day 555. And I talked about being 555 days into this. That's 555 days of mothering, of daughtering, of sistering, of partnering, of friending, of working, of leading, of living in a global pandemic. That's 555 days of evolving a life for which there is no model, no framework, and no success path. That's 555 days of simultaneously holding fear and hope, grief and gratitude, anger and optimism. That's 555 days of waking up with uncertainty and worry and what ifs floating through your head. That's 555 days of canceling, shifting, adapting, pivoting, reinventing, recreating, rescheduling your plans, your hopes, your dreams, and your expectations. And that's 555 days of making magic out of the most minute moments to remind yourself that you are still here and to prove to your kids that you will be okay, even though there's no such promise as everything's going to be okay right now. That's 555 days of keeping going. So when you feel like the world is going to collapse or you feel like you're having a meltdown and you're thinking like, this seems like a disproportionate emotional response in this moment, think about 555 days in a global pandemic. That's what you have done. That is a massive lifetime achievement. So we have to look at that being the reality of where we're at when we start to consider why we're feeling the way we're feeling. And why we have these moments of, oh my gosh, something feels normal and good. And that feels so miraculous. And then within the next few moments that can happen, where all of a sudden that magic is gone and we're back to, holy cow, what if? Holy cow, my kid's class has to quarantine. Holy cow, this event got canceled. Holy cow, my work is going to be impacted by something. Holy cow, my childcare is no longer going to work out this way. Holy cow, someone in my family just tested positive. So I want to talk through four reasons that we're feeling this way that might be helpful to you. Because I think if you understand why we feel this way and kind of why we're at the place that we're at and how we got here, 
it might help you feel a little bit better about those days when you are unraveling or those moments when you are unraveling multiple times a day. So the first thing is that our nervous systems are on overdrive, completely on overdrive. So we have had to take in information and data and massive shifts in our life on a moment's notice without any warning for the last 555 days. That is a lot. And so our nervous system is like always waiting for the next shoe to drop because that's what it's been like. Like just when you think you have something figured out, you get some sort of text or email where you're like, oh crap, didn't have anything figured out actually after all at all. So our nervous systems are on overdrive and they have been for a long time. And when you think about when you first had your first baby and you get to that place when the baby's a few months old and you notice that like, even though you're not getting a ton of sleep, you're no longer tired because your body's just adapted. You're like, yeah, I'm really functional on four hours of sleep. And you don't realize until like two years later when you get better sleep that you actually didn't feel great on four hours of sleep. Your body had just adapted to it. So we're kind of in that right now. Our nervous systems have been on overdrive for so long, but we're a bit adapted to it. So we don't recognize that we're exhausted until we have some random trigger and then we just completely lose it. And we can't, we're like, oh, wow, like I'm really tired. <laughs> The second part is that we have new triggers for old things. So things that did not used to make us impatient or used to make us, you know, feel like we're going to go over the edge are we're reacting really differently to them right now because of how, where we've been. So new triggers maybe around crowds or around noise or around having to wait in line. I will tell you the times when I'm in crowds now and like feeling overstimulated with noise or having to wait in a line for a long time. It's completely overwhelming to my nervous system. <laughs> and I feel like I my tolerance, my threshold for tolerating those things is just extremely lower than it used to be. Because first of all, we haven't been there for a long time. Like I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice for like being in big places with a lot of people. So therefore, my tolerance for being in places with a lot of people is fairly low. But then on top of being out of practice, there is like my nervous system's just overwhelmed from the last... 19 months. And so put me in a big crowd or put me in a situation where I feel like there's a lot of things I can't control after having been in a pandemic where there's a lot of things I can't control. And all of a sudden, like I might freak out in the middle of a crowd, right? <laughs> like I might, I remember going to a baseball game with friends and we took our families and it was the first place that we went after we, all the grownups were vaccinated. And I was with a good friend of mine and we were walking through the crowds and we were like, how are we feeling right now? Like, are we overwhelmed? Is this weird? And we were both just like, we're trying to not acknowledge like this feels so weird and so crazy that we are here in this. It was the opening day of the Mariners here in Seattle. And it was, was it the opening day? I think it was the opening day anyway, but it was like totally crazy crowded. And I was like, what's happening? I haven't been in a small crowd in a really long time. And now I'm in this massive crowd and it's supposed to be fine because we're all vaccinated, but that like, I don't believe it. It felt so weird and so unfamiliar and so overwhelming. And we were just like trying to navigate it the whole time. Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? This is weird. Like, I want to just go sit in my seat and put my mask on and like be in a little bubble. So we have new triggers for old things. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. The third part of this is that we are reaching critical breaking points without anyone telling us that we should be reaching critical breaking points. <laughs> so when we have these moments where we feel this complete overwhelm or we feel, again, like this kind of irrational emotion or this abundance of emotion over things that wouldn't normally make us emotional, no one's telling us that like you should be feeling like you're losing your mind on a pretty regular basis because of what you've been through. That's actually a trauma response when all of a sudden a little thing like pushes you over the edge and you can't connect it to anything. Well, maybe it's because so many little things have been stacking up for so many months and you've had to keep it together in so many instances, especially when you're with your kids, that when you are pushed over the edge and you're not with your kids. So like my example with the bank, I could get in my car and lose my mind because all the times that things like that happen when Vinny's around, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm going to like keep it together and be like, no, it's fine. It's totally great. Thank you so much for your help. And then when I'm at the bank by myself and things don't go the way I expect them to, I can't take it. Like I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to scream because that's what should happen when you have been trying to manage emotion and manage expectations in a world of uncertainty for so many months on end. And then the fourth piece of this is that so many things seem to keep getting worse with no clear method or timeline for things to get better. And that sounds so pessimistic. And I am not a pessimist. And it's not that I think that that is true. I don't think that there's nothing getting better. But we do see that there's things that keep getting worse. And we aren't seeing like, you just have to make it till this date, or here's the way out, or here's how we're going to fix it. It's just like, we have to keep figuring it out. 
as things continue to not get any better. (laughs) And that's really, really hard. So we have a lot of workarounds probably within our family unit or within maybe even like our school bubbles or our community bubbles where we figured out how to make things work during this time. And that can feel really good and really comforting. But in terms of like looking at like what's the long-term game plan as a globe to get through this and to have an end date, we don't have that. And we're not going to have that, at least that I can see. And so it's this like looking through and not looking forward and not knowing where do we have to make it to. And I know like this was the hardest part for me of being in labor was I didn't know when it was going to end. And that was terrifying to me. <laughs> and I, you know, it was a few hours in and I was like, oh my God, some people have to do this for three days. <laughs> I just want to die now. And when I've done distance running and triathlons and when I did a marathon, at least I always knew how much further I had to go. And so mentally, when you know, like you only, you have to make it 26.2 miles, that might feel like forever, but at least you know, like, okay, I'm seven miles in. Okay, I only have two miles left. But when you're in labor and it's just taking its time and you can't really tell how long it's going to take and then you have to start pushing and that could take forever and things could go sideways and you just don't know how it's going to end and when it's going to end, that's really overwhelming. And that's what we're in right now where we don't know how it's going to end, when it's going to end. And we're having to just adapt and adapt and adapt and shift and pivot and shift and pivot and shift and pivot. And so when we look at this epidemic of pandemic impatience, it absolutely makes sense that we would have these breaking points that don't seem logical and that don't seem rational, where we're crying over banks and we're crying over peanut butter cups and we can't hold it together in moments that really should not be a big deal. That's why. It's because we've been doing this for 555 days and it's because our nervous systems are completely on overdrive and at times they just need to shut down for a minute. It's because we have these new triggers for old things and because we've reached this critical breaking point that no one has given us permission to acknowledge, but it's there. We've reached it. And then we have this sense that like there's no game plan. There's no timeline or a path to say you only have to make it to this date or you only have to make it to this phase or this part. Instead, it's just you have to just keep going. You have to just keep going. You have to just keep showing up. You have to keep figuring things out. You have to keep getting scrappy and creative with all these workarounds and knowing that another shoe could drop at any given moment. And that's a lot. Now, that doesn't mean it's hopeless. <laughs> Although that sounds like it, right? That doesn't mean that things are hopeless at all by any stretch. But what it means is that we have to look at how can we keep going like this? And it's those tiny little things. And I mentioned it, those finding those those minute moments of magic as often as we possibly can. And I can tell you, I'm actually looking out my window right now. And it was rainy a few minutes ago when I was walking Vinny to school. And I'm looking out now and I see the clouds have parted and the sun is coming out. And I'm like, okay, like that's the minute moment of magic right there. That means that when I'm done recording this, if I want to, I can go sit out in a little bit of sun and I can take Piper out to play in the yard for like five minutes. And that can be the thing that allows me to restore a little bit in this moment in this day. And that's how we do it. It is literally like finding those moments and creating those moments. So it's finding them like as you happen to stumble upon them, as I happen to notice the clouds parting and the sun coming out, and then it's creating them. How are you creating those moments? So I'm creating those moments right now by getting up earlier than I've ever gotten up before, often at 530 in the morning, so that I can have an hour to myself before Vinny gets up. 
And I am loving that. It is so good for my mental health to do that. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fun. It is like feels like the middle of the night, but it's giving me that time to be alone. And it's funny because I often will wake up and I'll be laying in bed and thinking, okay, I'm like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work on this email or this project or whatever. And then I get downstairs with my cup of coffee and I'm like, or I'm just going to read (laughs) people.com. And I'm like, I'm going to read a little people, going to read a little, like some news stories, might check out like, I don't know, some COVID dashboard. (laughs) I might go put some things in my Amazon cart, check out, does Old Navy have a sale today? Like, These are like my random routines that are so comforting right now. I mean, the amount of time that I spend (laughs) looking at things on sale at Old Navy is like a whole entire pandemic hobby that I've adopted. So those are the moments where we're creating those things for ourselves. So creating those moments where we can just fill our cup back up a little bit, creating those moments where we can find a bit of peace and where we aren't responding to stimulus unless we go seek it out on our own. So I want you to think about where you can do that because there has to be those moments of restoration so that we can keep going. Those moments of restoration, those moments of rejuvenation. And I know for a lot of you, that was the challenge last week where we went through that five-day hope, happiness, and mental health challenge. And every day I popped into Facebook Live and gave these amazing coaching sessions. So that was critical. And if you were in that, you can always go back and watch those videos. And they're all in our private Facebook group. If you want all the videos sent to you, we can send you a list of the links. I did five Facebook lives last week, and it was like some of the best coaching I've ever done because I was real fired up. So if you just shoot an email to info at shamelessmom.com and ask for the challenge videos, just put challenge videos in the subject line, we can send you links to all of that. And then you can just have those links right there. We spend a day talking about fear, doesn't get to drive. We spend a day talking about returning to yourself. We spend a day talking about simple steps to restore hope. We spend a day talking about rebuilding your relationship with control. So just lots of really, really good things so that you really can feel how you can wake up and engage in the world in a way that gives you a sense of power and a sense of momentum, even when things are really, really hard. So if you are feeling like you need more than what I'm providing here in this episode, absolutely reach out at info at shamelessmom.com. Just put challenge videos in the subject line and we'll shoot those over to you. So that is what I have for you today. I want you to acknowledge where we're at 555 days. 555 days, an epidemic of pandemic impatience. That is where we're at. You get to own that. You get to own that you have done this for 555 days. You get to own that we are in an epidemic of pandemic impatience that no one has told you about. Everyone's told you about the pandemic. Nobody has told you that you should be at a critical breaking point. And you probably were there months ago. (laughs) You might've been there a year ago and maybe even longer. So you are allowed to be where you are emotionally, and you are also allowed to take charge of what you can take charge of in order to create power for yourself, in order to restore hope, in order to stay in momentum so that you can keep going. So that as these 555 days continue to accrue more days, that you are able to show up and do that in a way that gives you energy so that when you get the texts or the emails and the things that you cannot control and the things that you are most dreading actually happen, you are in a position to show up and manage them because you have proven to yourself that you have tools and skills that allow you to keep going. Okay. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we're in this together. And I can't wait to be back with you on another episode on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. 
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 